You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 6, with your host, Brian J. Hatcher and Tony Slack. Hello, Geek Watchers, and welcome to Episode 6 of the Geek Watch Podcast. My name is Brian J. Hatcher, and with me as always, the man who's the answer to the age-old question, what looks good on your mom? It's Tony Slack. Ah, I like that. <laughs> there you go. All right, so I think well, what, we can, what we can start out with is last podcast you challenged me. Yes, yes. To watch two movies back to get back to back. Yeah, I wanted to see which one would be better without me going to see them myself. <laughs> yep, which, uh, and I uh, foolishly accepted that challenge. You and did. so, uh, let us start out with this week's Battle of the Bads. And in the red corner, with at a combined budget of one hundred and seventy-five dollars, the movie one hundred seventy-five million dollars. That's a little bit more. Yeah, one hundred seventy-five million dollars. The movie that Tom Cruise wanted to name Monster Impossible. It's the Mummy. And in the blue corner, at a combined budget of two hundred and seventeen million dollars. Fifth time outer. Fifth Time Outer, the movie starring Marky Mark and the CG Bunch. Oh. It's Transformers The Last Night. There we go. So, and what did I think? Well, I watched uh, I watched The Mummy first. Okay. okay. F- and then directly, wa- and then I watched Transformers. I actually had to go to two theaters to do that. Oh, you couldn't do it at the same time? I could have if I wanted to wait an hour and a half, and I just wanted it to be over with. You didn't want to, like, digest it in between? No, good Lord, no. no. It, it, it seems like Transformers would have probably been the better one to go with first in my book. But I'll, I'll, I, that's just my opinion. Well, I did, the way it kind of the way it, my schedule set up, it, it, we started. We did wind up starting out with the Mummy. So okay. let me tell you what I, my, my opinions as far as the Mummy. I didn't really go in with a whole lot of expectations, really, for either movie. Because when I went to see them, the Rotten Tomatoes rating for both of them was right at fifteen percent. I think solid. Yeah, solid fifteen bo- at both of them. Yeah. I think they're still at fifteen. I didn't check that today, but. I would think at this point that they're pretty much where they're going to be. Does that mean it was a thirty percent as a double feature? At thirty? No. It don't work that way, does it? No, right. no. Well, I, I will say we'll start with the Mummy, which was the movie that I went to see first. Uh-huh. I mean, with both of these films rating so low and everything that I heard about it, I didn't expect a a great deal. I okay. I went in with pretty low expectations, which I think for both of those movies is a good plan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and. I mean, I'm a big fan of B movies, so I, some big B movie goodness isn't going to bother me. I, I do feel that Mummy, although it's not going to be an Oscar winner by any stretch of the imagination, it was. I don't think it necessarily deserved the 15% that it got. Yeah. It was, uh, but uh, it was definitely a movie that, and I think one way that I put this to someone was there's a there's a difference between a Tom Cruise action film. And an action film with Tom Cruise in it. Yeah. And this movie was an action film with Tom Cruise in it. He just happened to be there. Yeah, it just ha- yeah. It, uh, exactly. He just yeah. he, uh, and it it was it was a very, uh, like I said, if you if you're looking for some some B movie schlock, it's definitely it's definitely okay. It has that. 
it's a movie that wasn't exactly sure what tone it wanted to be. I think it's and it's, and it's not just this movie. I think this is something that's been it's it's been going through Hollywood for a lot. Is that Hollywood seems to be really scared of serious moments. Okay. You know, tense moments. They always want to take a joke and just, you know, deflate it. And there were times in this movie where I thought it didn't know if it wanted to be a B movie of the tradition of universal films, mm-hmm. if it wanted to be Evil Dead, okay. because there's some of those moments in there also oh, wow. with a lot of the kind of physicality and yeah. when you when you think physicality and jokes and horror movies of course you're going to think evil dead yeah. and so there's certainly a lot of that in there also but you know like i said i didn't i didn't hate it as much as maybe a 15 percent on rotten tomatoes would have is it's like i said the tone is really uneven Tom Cruise, did he try doing like the Brandon Fraser type of action hero, or did he have his own thing? Going? No, I, well, I tell you what, do we do we want to make this spoiler free, or do we want to go ahead and say spoilers on this I, one? Just say spoilers. On yeah, this let's one, do. Because some... I haven't seen the Mummy, and I don't want to. Yeah, well, the thing about it is, the the way the movie ends is that I mean, with this dark universe, you want to have basically what they're wanting to set up obviously yeah. from seeing this film is you have monsters as heroes in yeah, other words the monster yeah but they're going to but they're supposed to be the heroes so yeah. i mean obviously yeah. you see the trailers it doesn't look like the mummy is going to be a hero or an anti-hero at all cuz no. she's obviously a villain right yeah, she's evil exactly yeah. she's evil so she's not up for the task but guess who is tom cruise tom cruise oh, so what happens is you know the whole plot of this film is she's trying to make him the embodiment of set okay okay, okay. so because of a kind of convoluted situation where the female lead dies in the film oh. where she dies and he wants to bring her back to life he basically does the mummy's work for her instead of her her stabbing him and him dying and him being a he basically um um he basically kills himself with a ceremonial dagger okay uh becomes this embodiment of set and then um uh, stab you know and then kills the other mummy and he becomes the new mummy okay basically so he's a monster who fights monsters now he's he's uh you know he's a he's a monster, but he's a human being. He's so he's still Tom Cruise's character he's from t- the movie, but now with the powers of the mummy. With the powers of the mummy, okay. and basically, okay. so you know, which makes him unique because there are no other characters like Jekyll and Hyde or yeah. the Wolfman or any other of the characters that are like ha- half human, half monster. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I'm being. I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, because um, they're all pretty much like that. Yeah. So, but yeah. but now he's. He's the mummy anti-hero, so that's kind of how they they wound it wound up ending it. Okay. Like I said, it's it's B movie schlock, and if you like B movie schlock, you'll you'll like this film. It's did like it, I said, it's not pulling any Oscars. Did it feel like it was the flagship of what's to come? I mean, no, yeah, no, it I just don't get that feel just from the trailer. No, I mean it's I mean it's not. It I mean it does set up a bunch of stuff. You do see you see Jekyll, and, yeah. and of course you see Hyde, oh, yeah. uh, which Russell Crowe is a great actor. But I, you know, uh, I, I've also seen Hyde done a heck of a lot better. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, I mean, heck, if you just check out Jekyll, the, uh, the BBC miniseries, uh-huh. um, an amazing, okay. you know, take on that character, yeah. you know. 
It's just a shame that if it wasn't as big as it was supposed to be, because, you know... Uh, well, I mean, obviously it didn't make... Uh, I mean, I, it's not going to lose money, I guess, because right. of the foreign market. Foreign markets are saving a lot of... But it's it's not going to change the way they make movies, either. No. Like, I would... <laughs> you know, in a sense, I hope that it does. Yeah. I, I kind of yeah, pray for the better. For yeah. the better. They go, don't, yeah. don't do that anymore. Kind of like Man of Steel versus Justice League. No, exactly. Yeah. I said, yeah. pray, don't do it that way anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. Then, you know, uh, hopefully one day that'll change you know yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, maybe yeah. this will develop into something okay. uh but i will say that um this movie was shakespeare when it came to transformers okay yeah uh I that feeling there yeah that one well to kind of give you guys some t- uh, context on this this was the first of the transformers movies i'd ever seen i hadn't seen any of them before this one this was my introduction and that's really sad because <laughs> I, th- I think as hard as it is to believe for me the first one i guess would have to be the best and the CGI was horrible in the first one. The, yeah. the, the fighting sequences, they, they really cleared those up in the second and third movies, I guess. But anytime the Transformers were on screen, it was like, you didn't know what was going on. You didn't mm-hmm. know who was fighting, who was hidden. You were yeah. just, It was just confusing. And, you know, for you to step in... You know, yeah, you know. well, one thing definitely is I felt like I was I was coming into the middle of a movie. I, I, I was right at the beginning, yeah. I, but it felt like I had walked in in the middle of this movie. Yeah. And there were characters there that maybe if I'd seen the earlier movies would have meant something. Yeah, recurring characters. Yeah, and some ca- some cameo appearances yeah. for characters that I hadn't that they didn't explain who they were. I had no, no idea who they were, why they were even involved, why they wanted to be involved. I didn't just no idea whatsoever, and. I just again, it was just like it didn't, it didn't make an awful lot of sense. I just, yeah. I think I just assumed that there was, um, that there was a meaning there that maybe there, in some cases, wasn't. One thing that that I that I talked to that some that got into a conversation with is, uh, there was a scene in the movie where Bumblebee kind of got torn apart and he just. Th- flew back together yeah that and, doesn't normally happen well I, I i assumed that it did because i thought well i guess oh transformers can do that but apparently bumblebee being able to do that was just like completely out of the blue and no it made, explanation no no explanation yeah in the last movie i'm pretty sure bumblebee got his arm ripped off and he was they used a tow truck to drag him around as he shot with his other arm so you know yeah well he can slap himself back together after getting i guess he learned here's the some I mean besides the fact that this movie was all over the place, yeah. and I didn't I didn't think there would possibly be a way you could take Sir Anthony Hopkins, and make him a terrible actor, but oh my God did they? They did. He's terrible oh, in this movie. That's sad. Uh, and because mainly because he's spending an awful lot of time just he's either just calm or he's raging. It's just like that's it. There's no happy medium. There's no happy. There's no happy medium whatsoever, and it's like I never thought I would see him act poorly yeah. in, in a film. Struggle, Struggle in yeah. a film because I, I think in a real sense, and I, I obviously you know Sir Anthony Hopkins, an amazing actor. Yeah, and he should be able to just put it on you cruise know, control. You would think. You know, but you can't ex- expect Usain Bolt to to run a marathon with you know with a Buick strapped to his back. Yeah. You know. And this, I mean... This movie was the Buick. This movie was the... I mean, it was the Buick. You know, it was the 19... So this movie didn't even start with, like, previously... Like to let you know no, you, what's going on. They just on. assumed you'd seen the other movies. And yeah, I so think, which I think arrogant. is, well, I, I think in a sense it's like, <laughs> look, guys, nobody's going to be watching this movie unless they've seen the other ones. Yeah, yeah. True. But again, I. I'll talk whenever, to it. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, you know, it's like you you kind of ruined my life there. But, 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 I mean, that, I mean, seeing Sir Anthony Hopkins really struggle in this film was bad. Yeah. What was also difficult was they had two, oh, and we'll go ahead and we'll go back into spoilers again, but we had two uh, MacGuffins in this film. We had this living metal medallion mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Marky Mark's character had. I forget what his name is, but uh, he had this, this thing that came into play for about three seconds. Yeah. Uh, and it was just basically to block a sword shot. He he, it turned into a sword, and he blocked a robot sword shot. Then what happened? Then it then it didn't matter anymore. Just a one time. Yeah, happened. just one time. Um, you know, Optimus Prime was getting the crap kicked out of him, and one of the I guess one of the night transformers was going to deliver this killing blow okay. and marky mark stopped it i'm just gonna call him mark I, he's marky mark to me yeah. man um so he and he blocks it with a sword i don't know why having a, a living metal sword allows you to block a, a transformer's blow i don't know if it makes you extra powerful it apparently did in his case he could just block a sword shot but then it never it never came up again it never mattered i'd like to say that was a moment that was worked up from the previous movies but i'd be lying yeah well you know (laughs) it wasn't but and then the second um the uh, second macguffin of the film was this was this staff Mm -hmm. this power staff that that the trans the night transformers gave to merlin Okay, Merlin from King yes. Arthur. Yes, yes, that makes sense. Yeah, so Merlin, Merlin was sort of a uh, a drunkard, but he got this staff, okay, and which allowed him to uh, summon all the knights. The knights could form a basically uh, when the knights got together, they formed a a, a King Ghidorah, okay. three a three headed dragon, yeah, that okay. shot fire, okay, and um, so the staff you know gave you powers but it, it was tied into merlin's uh dna okay oh, so only merlin could use it or okay. one of merlin's descendants yeah. which thank goodness what the a, female lead of the movie just happens to be a just happens to be a direct descendant of merlin thank goodness How did I guess that? so um the staff that they were using to uh to allow cybertron to drain power from the earth mm-hmm. uh which it turns out that the earth is um is Omicron? Okay. If you saw saw the Transformers uh, movie, the okay. the animated film, the, that the Earth just happens to be uh, Omicron. I don't know why. Yeah. It just it just happens. It, turns out that way. it just turns out that it's way. Um, and and also as a as a as a nod to the to the old Transformers movie cart uh, cartoon movie, uh-huh. uh, Hot Rod is in it. Oh really? For a little while with a French accent. Does he die? Uh, he doesn't die, um, but he does have a French accent for no apparent reason. That's all right. We've had one with a Chinese accent. Yeah. Uh, so there. So there you go. But so, so what happens is, so now we have this character that is able to use the staff, and the staff is basically what, um, uh, Qu- uh, Quintessa. Mm-hmm. I forget what her what the villain, the yeah, female, female villain, transformer the female transformer yeah. villain with yeah. the squid bottom, yeah. uh, sort of like a skinny robot version of the sea witch and uh, and the Little Mermaid. Okay, I got you. You know, so so they're using the staff, and basically our female lead she pulls the staff out of the hole okay. to stop the. It's like okay, but she's able to pick up the staff because she's. I mean, it's like I'm still trying to figure out why. It's like anybody could have grabbed the staff and ran off with it. That's what she did. She just grabbed the staff and ran. she didn't use it for anything. So it wasn't like a sword in the stone moment. Like it didn't show other people try to get it. And no, couldn't. no. And maybe that's maybe what that's what they intended. That you you couldn't take it off out of the little hole in the floor. I but 
they should have set that up to let you know. That exactly. Yeah. Well, which they didn't bother. Yeah. Anybody, but again, it's like she didn't use it for anything. She just kind of took it. Oh. So, and I think the only thing was the staff looked like a wooden staff until she touched it, and then you could see what it was. Oh. Now, here's the problem with that. If she hadn't touched the staff, nobody would have found the staff. Yeah, nobody wanted it. Either. Nobody would have wanted it. It's own, Quintessa didn't even know that where the staff was until she touched it. So, okay. so basically, um, all she did was make the situation worse. Yeah. Okay, so maybe that's why they needed to set it up so that they're like, why did she just make this situation worse? Yeah. Because she was the you know. So okay, well, I'll accept it to that aspect. Okay, she just she made the situation worse. Um, that's why you had this this whole setup, um, but I didn't really care about anybody. I didn't care about the, I didn't care about the Transformers. I didn't care about the characters. I didn't care about the fourth movie. I mean, I, I was kind of done. That's why I haven't seen the fifth one, and why I, you know I wanted to see if you were. Yeah. Well, here's the here's another thing too is that of course I grew up Transformers and oh, yeah. all that, yeah. and then of course we have the voice of Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. and there's a scene, of two things that bothered me. Okay. Um, well, there's a bunch of things that bothered me. I mean, I could say the reason why he turns into Nemesis Prime and wants to destroy the Earth. You could probably make a top 100 reason yeah. to hate this movie if yeah, you want to do. Yeah, that's that's definitely in there. Yeah. But but th- there's a scene where he's fighting Bumblebee because okay. he's Nemesis Prime. Yeah. Then Bumblebee... And they, they do kind of set up the fact that Bumblebee has to use the radio to talk. Yeah, he doesn't he have a voice. Yeah. And they tried to put a voice box in him, and it didn't work. And, oh, okay. and, in and this all, movie? In this movie. Okay, we'll so, and okay. it, that didn't work. And then while they're fighting, Bumblebee suddenly talks. Okay. You know, he says, I'm your friend, and I would I would give my life for you. So is this the, one of those the power of love moments? Dude, the, they stole a scene out of Batman v Superman. Yeah. It's the Martha scene. Oh, without Martha's name, actually. Yeah, it's just yeah. he talks, and then suddenly they stop fighting. Hmm. So they basically stole the, the that Batman v Superman scene, that well-beloved, well-impassioned yeah. pa- scene. Beautiful uh, scene. That, that beautiful, uh, tear-jerking scene. Yeah. They stole it so that uh, um, for Transformers. And then... They were besties? Oh, and they were best friends Sweet. again. Sweet. You know, they were best friends again. Matters. Yeah, that's 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 all that matters. And Those so they did. They tears did. Tears of oil. Uh, yeah, def- for me, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then Optimus Prime, when he when the Autobots are together and they're getting ready to to attack Cybertron and save the Earth. Okay. He delivers a speech. An ins- meant to be an inspirational speech, a oh. William Wallace type of speech. Okay. And after he delivered it. I mean, and even after he delivers it, one of the one of the Transformers says, "Oh, I always get goosebumps when he talks." Okay. They wanted to in- indicate just how powerful this speech was. Yeah. Hearing the speech made me do something I've literally never done before. Vomit in the theater? No, I literally rolled my eyes. Okay. At it, I've never rolled my eyes at anything, yeah. and it I absolutely literally rolled my eyes at this cheesy. Goofy freaking speech! Oh, wow. It was that. Bad. It was horrible. This it was, wasn't the president from. No, <laughs> no, no. This this was this was our Independence Day. No, yeah. this was terrible. It oh, was man. terrible. But I mean, this whole movie was terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. it's horrendous. It. I mean, like I said, uh, the Mummy wasn't great, no. but it was Shakespeare compared to this. This yeah. movie, it was a wreck. So, I have to say that in this battle of the bads, the winner. Far and beyond, 
has to be Transformers. It's definitely the bad the bad film of this one. Okay, the bad film. And okay. yeah, it's it's the winner of the Battle of the Bads. Okay. It was the worst. In fact, um, where I thought, you know, that the Mummy didn't deserve their fifteen. Yeah. I don't think that Transformers deserves their 15 either. Yeah. I think that maybe the Mummy gave some of their points to the Transformers yeah. movie. Oh, uh, the because the Transformers should have been way lower than a 15. Wow. I so, mean, it, I would have I would have I I, I would even I, for somebody who hadn't hadn't gone to Rotten Tomatoes and looked at at the the reviews that have been considered fresh, I bet they're not glowing yeah, reviews. I think so. I I think that they're just Base, they're just barely cons- yeah. you could consider a positive review. So uh, in the Mummy, does Tom Cruise ride a motorcycle? He, let me think. Does he, he ride? A always motor- rides a motorcycle, dude. I don't think he did in this one. See, uh, that's probably why I got a fifteen percent then. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't. Tom Cruise he didn't on a motorcycle, man. That, that yeah. gives you at least twelve points. Yeah, I, if he did, points. if he did, I don't remember. Yeah, that's I, I, don't, I, I don't remember if he that's did or not. not. Good. Yeah, you always remember Tom Cruise. You should remember. Well, you should. You definitely yeah. should. Yeah. So. So there's there's it for the Battle of the Bads. Um, now we haven't um, one movie, uh, one well, not movie, but a TV show I haven't gotten into yet. But you've already started as Preacher, so yeah, yeah season two. Uh, so there were like two epi- there were like two episodes back to back, right? Yeah, there was two episodes back to back last week, and then episode three was actually last night. Last night, I which it yet. yeah, and I haven't got a chance to watch any of them yet. But oh, uh, you haven't watched season one either. Oh, I've seen no season one. Season I've one, seen. Okay, oh, I've definitely okay. seen season one. Okay, I thought you had. Oh yeah, I've seen season one. Season two, I haven't got a chance uh, to start the, yet. All I can tell you about season two is it's got to be the most absolute ultra violent television <laughs> ever put on television. Oh uh, yeah. If you've seen season one and you know uh, Cassidy's opening scene on the airplane, right, right, when he just annihilates everyone on the plane and then it crashes mm-hmm. and he eats a cow, well. That's Disney fodder compared to, <laughs> especially the first episode. Uh, the second episode holds nothing back either. I mean, oh, yeah. There is more death in these two movies combined than there is in all Quentin Tarantino's movies. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's brutal, but man, Jesse and uh, Tulip and uh, Cassidy, mm-hmm. man, they're the team. This is oh, yeah. an awesome show. Saint of Killers is there now. Oh yeah. And this guy is just. Rip your tongue out of your mouth! Disgusting. I mean, he is, <laughs> he, he he's horrible, and uh, it, I think they're really pushing the limits because you know you look at like The Walking Dead mm-hmm. and the violence they show, uh, for the most part, other than the Negan scene that everybody knows mm-hmm. about. Uh, you know, it's it's Walker deaths. Yeah, this is just straight up humans getting slaughtered and murdered like sheep. Oh, and it is brutal. Oh, but uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how that compares with uh, American Gods, which is also. Uh, can be a really brutal and really kind of a mind mind mess. Yeah, you know, it yeah, really does. Uh, it does kind of mess with you. And, and what I like about Preacher, though, is the fact that I can sit and tell you how absolutely mm. horrific the violence is. Oh, yeah. What a great TV show it is. I mean, you almost... For me, I can look over the violence and not even pay attention to it if mm. you've got a good story going along. Yeah. And that's what this show's doing is mm-hmm. they're giving you a great story that just happens to be horribly violent. <laughs> Well, th- yeah. you know, there you go. There, there it is. So, I'm, definitely, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Now, I've got a, some free space to catch it now because, yeah. of course, last weekend was the season finale of Doctor Who. Oh, okay. So we had got the end of the two-parter. Now we're not going to have any more Doctor. They've set up the Christmas episode, okay. but of course that's for Christmas. Yeah, so we got yeah. several months ahead of that. Yeah. And I, it made me kind of think about this because I've been seeing some reviews. Uh, back and forth about the season finale, yeah. and I'm kind of wondering because people, you know, people ask me, "Well, was it good?" 
And I, I'm starting to wonder if I'm really qualified to say whether it's good or not. Now, I can say I enjoyed it a great deal, okay. because I did. But this is a fandom that I've been in for like 35 years now. Yeah. I've been a big fan of Doctor Who. And there's a especially in the season finale, there was a great deal of fan service involved. Okay. I mean, lots of it. Uh, and I don't really want to get too much into it, because there may be some people who haven't seen it yet. And yeah. this is definitely some stuff that you want to see it on your own. Yeah. But I'm wondering, and I'm not exactly sure yet, I don't know if I enjoyed it because of all the fan service, and if somebody, again, this is maybe like in Transformers, there's a bunch of stuff that goes on, you don't know what it is unless yeah. you're... And, I mean, obviously, especially with the, the cliffhanger, what, mm-hmm. they, what they set up the series, if you don't know the show at all, I don't think there's really any impact to it. I mean, for me, it's like, oh my God, they're going there. I can't believe they're going there. Yeah. But if you don't, know the show and the history of the show you're not going to know what that is okay and i'm thinking maybe for me maybe my my fanhood my fandom for this show is i'm I'm basically seeing the show through that through those goggles and maybe you know but at the same time you know i think it's just something we all all of us as geek go through that you know we we fall in love with something you know we tend to you know we see it through the spectacles you know through the through the rose-colored glasses of our geekhood. Yeah, you've been there since the beginning. Yeah, so, you've been there since yeah. the beginning, and you love it. And so, even if so, even where it may fail a little bit, you're going to be willing to forgive it. Okay. So, you know, fan service works for the fans, but it very seldom works for people outside of fandom. Yeah. But we love it. And so, I mean, it's really been, for me, I think it's just been sort of a, just kind of, and it's, I, think, I think it's something I'm still thinking about. Okay. I don't know if, you know, it was it a good episode? Just as it as its own, or do you have to have, do you have to have that background yeah, in the fandom history. to know the history of it to to really enjoy it? I'm not sure, so I have to leave it at that. But okay. I mean, if you're a Doctor Who fan, definitely, if you haven't seen it by now, you're, you're definitely worth checking what's out. What's your problem, right? Yeah, what's your problem? <laughs> what are you doing? What you doing? And definitely, um, it's set up for me one of the most interesting setups for. Uh, for an episode of Doctor Who, and okay. I mean, and I mean, we, um, you know, and there was even, um, you know, they've had uh, setups where Santa Claus showed up, yeah, you know, uh, for a Christmas episode. Okay. So I mean, this for me is is, you know, with Christmas, I mean, you get an awful lot of fan service. I mean, that's kind of the purpose of the Christmas episode. Has Krampus been in there before? Krampus has not Krampus? been. Yeah, Krampus has Krampus? not been Krampus in there Krampus. yet. They haven't. They haven't done that yet. So they haven't got the Krampus yet. They haven't got the Krampus okay. yet. But okay. they did have last Christmas episode was a uh, superhero tale. Okay. You had an actual superhero. Okay. Cool. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, this is going to be Peter Capaldi's last episode, yeah. the Christmas episode. Yeah. And it'll be in. There's a hint of a lot of things are going to tie up and okay. finish in this Christmas episode, okay. which I'm going to be interested to see how they do. Okay. So, uh, great fan service if you're into that. Okay. So. I'll trust you. Yep. So there you go. We got that. Yeah. And um, what did you? Uh, we got a little bit of show and tell today, don't oh, yeah. we? Yeah. 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 For the Walking Dead fans. Oh yeah. Might have a few of them out there. Got this today at Walgreens, people. I'll that's check this right. out. Look at that. That's Sasha. I'll check that oh, out. Yeah, it's a Walgreens exclusive, Brian. A Walgreens. A Walgreens exclusive. Pretty sweet. Looks um, just like Sasha too. I get it in there where people see it a little bit, but yeah. There you go. Yeah, the only place you go get that is Walgreens. Walgreens should be paying me. 
But yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. I mean, I collect all things Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other things I picked up here recently, I got it from uh, ClarkToys.com. There he goes, the man himself, Negan. Oh, very, very cool likeness there. Jeff oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, very cool. Comes with Lucille. So uh, you can so, reenact your favorite scene of Walker, Sasha, jumping on top of poor Negan and almost eating his face so, off. Well, here, but here's the question. So we don't get a whole bunch of nerd rage. Yeah. Are you taking those out of the package? Nope. You're not taking. There you go. Okay, everybody, calm down. Don't <laughs> don't send emails. Don't send letters or anything about. You don't take them out of the package. Well, the thing is, is uh, now Sasha may end up coming out of the package. I, I've got a uh, whole. You've seen my curio cabinet, right? Just full of action figures, just displayed in all their scenes, and pretty much every Walking Dead figure has come out is, is set up in this scene. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll maybe I'll uh, shoot a photo of that on here sometime. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very tempted to take Sasha out of the package, but I, I may wait a few days, mm -hmm. let it simmer, see if yeah, I can calm down and not do it. So <laughs> talk we'll yourself off the ledge. I, I might be able to talk myself off the ledge. Who knows? Well, you know, maybe you'll go to a Walker Stock or some other convention and run into her and, and maybe Jeffrey Dean Morgan get those, yeah, get those signs. That's the only reason I would keep them in the package. I've probably got two dozen autographs from just various characters, actors from the show. So who knows? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, those that's gonna, those are definitely cool looking. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet. So, well, so. we got Spider Man this weekend. Yeah, we do. Uh, coming up, uh, what Thursday night? Be able to go see it, I guess. Yeah, Thursday yeah, night. Thursday I'm, seven. I'm, yeah, I'm. What I'm probably gonna wind up doing is, uh, there's a private showing uh, at uh, uh, Saturday around 9 a.m. Oh wow! That I'm gonna be going to. Oh, I'm wow. probably gonna wait and uh, see it then. But uh, I am definitely looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of good reviews. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man, of course, is my favorite yep. Marvel character. Yep. He's been, he was the he was my favorite hero yep. growing up as a kid. So I'm really looking forward yep. to see seeing this movie. Yep. I think this is this may be the time when they get they may be able to get Spider-Man exactly yep. right. Uh, which as, is as excited as I am for Spider-Man, I'm more excited for uh, Michael Keaton being in Spider-Man. Yeah, he's one of my favorite all-time super hero movie actors and seeing him take on a villain like vulture and the way it looks like he's gonna be doing it yeah and they're gonna make him sweet yeah uh, they're gonna make vulture a real a real badass yeah, in this he, film. it seems like he's despicable too i mean he, he makes some threats just in the trailer that are uh, pretty yeah. horrific well here's the thing too and why vulture may become one of the top tier uh marvel cinematic universe characters is uh -huh. because one thing that i've heard in a lot of the reviews is that although he's the villain you know why he's doing what he does. Yeah, yeah. It's like they don't say necessarily you sympathize with him, but they're like, yeah, you get him. Yeah, you know. It's it's very much like it's very it's very much like uh, you know Fisk in in the Daredevil series. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, he's a villain, but you get him. Yeah. You get what's going yeah, on with him. Some character development there. Yeah, definitely. And they say that this is the same thing here, which okay. which is awesome. Yeah, because you don't want to hate Michael Keaton. I mean, I don't. I mean. Well, you know, we might, we might hate him. <laughs> well, he's he's going after Spider Man, so yeah. I gotta hate him a little. Okay, you gotta well, hate him a little bit. Well, you can hate him more than I do. Oh, okay. well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I'll I'll hold the hate for okay, him. So, there you go. so do you got anything on the docket you want to talk about uh, also? Or I know uh, I I think it's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. I, I, we did see this past week that apparently Carnage is going to be the villain in the Venom movie. That's oh yeah. Up. No one's yeah. been cast yet. No, nobody's been cast for it yet. But uh, what's interesting, um, of course, is. Um, there's been some backtracking on the on the whole is is the Venom movie going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah. Well, we we've talked about this before about they're going to have to you know they're going to have to take 
come back on that you know yeah. on yeah. on that comment when they did yeah, they, they wound have, up doing it they, yeah they, they did what they had to do you know so not saying that i have a problem with them being part of the cinematic universe but you know of course do it the right way yep. so yep. but yeah i'm definitely looking forward to spider-man and oh, uh, yeah. i mean we're getting you know because the summer has been pretty lackluster yeah. Oh, yeah. at this point wonder woman's still yeah. still kicking oh, away yeah, yeah the top notch yeah and um you know, I mean, at this point, domestically, he's made more money than Batman v Superman yeah. did. Yeah. Right, about ready to catch up with them total. Yeah. But the thing about it is, she had a you know, Wonder Woman. That movie was even was not quite a hundred million less mm-hmm. than a budget. Yeah. But close to that, you know. Yeah. So yeah. definitely making definitely making the money there. Oh yeah. So and apparently, you know, she's. I mean, with at this point and still being number four in the theaters. That's impressive. Oh yeah, because no, no. I, mean, I mean, it's the summertime. Yeah, in the summer, yeah. you know, in the summer season, you yeah. know, to be able to hold to hold on and still making really good right. money, yeah. when the other DC movies basically just plummeted. Oh yeah, they had their they had their week to shine, and then they just kind of they just they just tanked. Yeah. But you know, again, you know, no pun intended, but you know, Wonder Woman has legs. Oh yeah, no so doubt. no doubt. So this could be, you know, this is going to be very good for this film, mm-hmm. and I think. You know, already we're starting to see where things are changing in the DC cinematic universe yeah. because of this film, which yeah. is which which is to me awesome. Oh yeah, so no doubt. So uh, that'll be it for this uh, yeah. this week, yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, maybe yeah. next week we'll be able to talk more about Spider Man yeah, and what we thought about it. Yep. yep. And if we can get caught up, I get caught up on Preacher. We can definitely talk about that oh, also. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, until next week, uh, for Tony Slack, this is Brian J. Hatcher saying, keep it geeky, my friends. There you go.